Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2018. This is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 16. It's the first paragraph, An Alcoholic in His Cups, and we're going to read through the three paragraphs ending with Goodwill to Men. Today's readers are Amanda R. on the 12 Steps, Ellie F. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text are Carrie S., Penny L.C., and Mo H. Our newcomer greeter at the end of the hour at the end of the recording is Melanie C. And the reference number, the share ID for Tuesday, January 16th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, is 10925, 10925. And the share ID for this morning's meeting, Wednesday, January 17th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 10927, 10927. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the, to the compulsive overheater who still suffers. I think that that might be me, sorry. Um, at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Amanda R. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, it's Amanda R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Maine. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Amanda R. 
I will now ask Ellie F. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Sylvia. This is Ellie F., a recovering compulsive overeater in Tennessee. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest not problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Ellie S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 16. It's the first paragraph, and um, we will read through three paragraphs, ending with goodwill to to men. And I will ask Carrie S. to begin our reading. Carrie. Good morning, Sylvia S. This is Carrie S., gratefully recovered in Golden, Colorado, and page 16. An alcoholic in his cups is an unlovely creature. Our struggles with them are variously strenuous, comic and tragic. One poor chap committed suicide in my home. 
he could not or would not see our way of life. There is, however, a vast amount of fun about it all. I suppose some would be shocked at our seeming worldliness and levity, but just underneath there is deadly earnestness. Faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us or we perish. Most of us feel we need look no further for utopia. We have it right. We have it with us right here and now. Each day, my friend's simple talk in our kitchen multiplies itself in a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. And I'm going to start my timer. So I'm just grateful to be living in the sunlight of the spirit today. And I would just like to start my share with the set-aside prayer. God, please set aside everything that I think I know about myself, my brokenness, my spiritual path, and you for an open mind and a new experience of myself, my brokenness, my spiritual path, and especially you. It is uh, the experience of working these steps that has given me a new understanding. And here I see in these uh, reading the, the words tragic, deadly, and perish. And so these warnings that we get from the text, it, it, they, they help me to remember my own, uh, the peril that I placed myself in when I thought it was a good idea to drive my truck off uh, Highway 1 in California to take my own life. And, you know, we, this disease, this disease is, um, is deadly. And, um, and I have to realize that I'm a real addict and I have a real mental obsession before I can begin to find a way out. Because I lie, I assign blame, I make trivial excuses, I keep score, and I fight battles that do not exist. And there are promises in this reading that however there is a vast amount of fun about it all we are not a glum lot and the the proof of that this past weekend as i availed myself of the recovery that is part of the oa birthday watching us dance for hours into the night and getting to see one of our members uh sing us a rap song um all of us laughing and there, there is a great amount of fun about recovery, and um, and I'm just grateful to be a part of that recovery. Um, and in the reading, it says, um, "We look no further for utopia." And I looked up the word utopia. It's simply a, a place of ideal um, perfection, conditions uh, that are ideal. And so, and I've been taught to look for ideals in my life. Um, and I begin to I begin this by setting aside everything that I think I know for a new relationship with God, with myself, and with others. And then when I live in 10, 11, 12, I get to have those three, um, you know, that it's our way of life. I have a better relationship with God, with myself, and with others. And so if you're new on the line and you're struggling, just know that there is hope that it is possible. And um, with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Carrie S. Okay, I'm now going to take a list to begin for comments on the reading. Who do I have? Melanie C. Laura W. 
Uh, okay, I got uh, Melanie C and Laura, Lori, Laura W. Laura W. Yeah. And that's all I got out of that batch. Penny LC. Penny LC. Polly. Polly B. Polly B. Lisa. Jody EQ. Okay, I got Lisa. S. Initial S. And Jody EQ. Kathy Jo P. Kathy Jo P. That'll probably do us. Okay, I've got Melanie C, Laura W, Penny L C, Polly B, Lisa S, Jody E Q, and Kathy Jo P. Melanie C, start us off, followed by Laura W. Thank you very much, Sylvia. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Oregon, and my heart is just completely set with our struggles with them are variously strenuous. Um, I'm actually very tenderly emotional about this because for some reason I'm going right back to the sponsor that brought this recovery program to me just as it's outlined here and bless her heart, you know, she stayed with me and stayed with me and she would say something to me and I'd echo back what I thought that I heard her say and, and she would just be so flabbergasted because it was so completely off. She didn't know where I'd gotten that information. And there were times when she would say things to me like, Melanie, I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) You know, I did not say that to you. This is not what I meant. I don't know where you came up with that, but I don't know what to do. I just throw up my hands. I don't know what to do. And I'd go back and try to figure this again and do what she thought that what I thought that she was telling me to do. And she stayed with me. I heard her say, I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're up to, Melanie. But these are your margin orders. Just do them. Just do them. And it got firmer and firmer and firmer all the time. And when I'd go to her, I'd be shaking, shaking, shaking in my boots. And I'd actually literally be on my knees, almost in tears. And I'd pick up the phone again the next day and call her because it just ripped open my 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 heart, my tenderness, my my brokenness, you know, that I was in here, but it was all about ego and it was all about blindness. It was all about the depth and ravage, the way this disease ravaged my body, ravaged my mind. And she stayed with me and she was firm with me and anybody else might describe her hard and they would turn tail and run, but it saved my life. She was strenuous with me and she put everything she had into me and it finally pulled me up out of this hell hole that I was in and I'm just seeing this, I think maybe even for the first time, I've ever always given credit to her, but today, with this word strenuous, and I have no need to look any farther for utopia right here, right now. Each day, this simple talk that she had with me forever and ever and ever and ever and days and months and ever she's had with me proves out, proves out that I am, uh, in my cups, I was horrible. My brain was completely gone and ravaged. And she stayed with me and stuck with me with a language and a firmness that blasted through all of that until I was restored to sanity by the steps that she continued to try to drag me through. I just wanted to express that gratitude. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Melanie C. Laura W. followed by Penny L.C. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Laura W. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and anorexic in South Jersey. An alcoholic in his cups is an unlovely creature. Gosh, you know, I was, it didn't matter if I was abstinent. If I, uh, when I wasn't living my life according to these 12 steps, I was an unlovely creature. 
abstinent or not because I was still thinking about the food. I was still mentally obsessed about, well, I can't go there. They're going to have that food, and I can't do this. And when am I going to get my lunch? And, oh, I, you know, no, I can't. I mean, it was amazing how um, anxious I was. And after working these steps 13 years ago, I found not only a freedom, but there is a vast amount of fun about it all. You know, I can laugh at myself today. And I heard this morning and I've heard before, you know, I need to take this program and the steps very seriously, but I need to take myself lightly. You know, I need to laugh at myself when I make a mistake instead of, um, you know, instead of lack humility and say, oh, I'm a horrible person. And, you know, I'm a human being and I make mistakes all the time. And I need to be um, okay with that. And, but there's a deadly earnestness underneath. I will die if I go back to my disease. And I know that I probably have um, another relapse in me, but I don't know if I have another recovery in, in me. So therefore, day after day, uh, for over 13 years now, I do what has worked for me. And the steps are based on doing them exactly as the big book says. It doesn't matter in the beginning what I believed. And it didn't matter what I thought in the beginning. Nothing has changed here in these first 164 pages since 1939. Something obviously works here. And, you know, faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us or we perish. However, faith without works, faith alone is just fantasy. And if I, an action without faith is just self-will. So if I'm just acting without having faith, I'm just in myself. And if I have faith without, without taking the, the work, doing the work that the big book and the 12 steps require me to do, I'm just living in a fantasy world. So, But I don't need to look any further. I, I need to stop trying to reinvent the wheel, stop searching for more. You know, I, I, I used to look for outside things to make me happy, and today what makes me happy is peace and serenity, and I gain peace by one day at a time by living these principles of the program. And it's a growing and joyful process. And I'm so grateful to be able to live it. And I, I really believe if everybody in this world lived a 12-step way of life, we would just have, you know, utter utopia and utter peace in the whole world. I'm grateful for this program. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Laura W. Penny LC, followed by Polly B. Um, good morning, Sylvia, and thank you for your service. And good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny LC, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. And... Um, in these paragraphs, I am touched by uh, the comment about the poor chap who committed suicide in my home. Um, it was shared with me that that is Bill C., or was Bill C., a lawyer who stayed with Bill for a year. And, um, you know, reflecting on that, it, it shows us that, um, you know, this this individual had a beautiful opportunity, you know, living in a house of, of a recovered alcoholic and seeing, you know, the 12 steps lived out every day, um, having Bill's influence, and yet it wasn't enough. Um, and that just really speaks to the fact that um, for me, I can do my 12-step work. Um, I can carry the message, but it's not up to me. It's, it's between the individual and their higher power as to how their um, process is going to unfold. Um, and so I appreciate that, that there's that truth there um, about, you know, uh, Bill's own 12-step work and how it wasn't always successful. And yet there is a lot 
of people that he touched and how he was able to make such a difference in this world going forward. And I also appreciate that in the end paragraph, he gives a nod to Ebby, his first person that came alongside him and showed him a new way of life. And so I take both of those examples and I, and I think to myself, I have an opportunity today to reach my hand out, to offer what I've been given and pass it on and to give um, these 12 steps and this way of life to others who are still sick and suffering and offer them the freedom that I've received. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny LC. Polly B, followed by Lisa S. Hi, this is Polly B. Grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater in snowy North Carolina. This morning, when I saw about two inches fall in one hour, I had a flashback to when I was in my cups with juggling anywhere from four to eight addictions. When I would see snow like this, when there was a state, um, you know, state of emergency not to drive in a town that has one snowplow and their policy is to wait until the snow and ice melts before going to clean things up, I would get in my old jalopy of a rear wheel drive car and swerve my way to my stops to pick up my drugs, whether it was food or cigarettes or alcohol or medication. And it was like a drunk driving drunk. You know, I might have been physically sober. I had one objective in mind. That was to get my fixes. So that if I got snowed in, as I probably would be snowed in if I waited any longer, I wouldn't go crazy. And that was all I thought about. I didn't think about my welfare, anyone who I could run into along the way, using public services. If I got stuck, I didn't think about any of that. And so I was very grateful this morning to be have been relieved of all of those compulsions and addictions just for today. And to have such a wonderful community of honest, recovered, recovering, willing people on these lines who have so much experience, strength, and hope. Because I need everyone. I need this program. I need to grow my program so that I don't wind up like my best friend who committed suicide because he could not he could not take step one. And I, I am uh, grateful and will pass here. Thank you all. Thank you, Polly B. Lisa S., followed by Jody E.Q. Thank, thank you. Hello. <clears throat> My name is Lisa S. in Colorado. I am a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and grateful today for my abstinence, grateful for my path, um, and all of you on the line and this reading. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's, this is, this is amazing, right? It's the two extremes of, um, of this disease and this life. And, um, 
really we have those two choices. We have two doors and this helps us see the two doors. We've got utopia and we've got, you know, the friend that didn't make it who um, was death by suicide. And for me, I know um, today I've taken step one. I need to continue to take it every day. Um, it's a big step to take, even though it seems like we should have taken it and it should be so obvious that we're powerless over food. Um, it's a, an insidious disease and that powerlessness is always working on us. Um, as one of my great friends says, doing those push-ups in the parking lot and it will work to convince us that we've got control. It will work to convince me that I can take one bite slightly compulsively or it'll try to convince me that I can start to think about food. I can't. That's like picking up the loaded gun, you know? I've got two choices. I now know that thinking about compulsive eating, compulsive eating, it's picking up the gun. It's pulling the trigger if I put it in my mouth. I'm not going there again. I'm not relapsing again. I can't. I don't know what's on the other side. So thank you for being there. I mean, this is deadly earnest, but there is huge worldly levity and joy on the other side. And today I know that. Today I know that it's worth it to go through the grief of putting down that fork. It's worth it to have the funeral for that food and say goodbye to that and bury that and live in the sunlight of the spirit and dig in and be rigorously honest with yourself. Be open and go for it. Take that next right action. Pray for that willingness. Dive into whatever, you know, source of power is there, whether it's Star Wars Force or whatever, man. It doesn't matter because it's there to support you if you ask. I love you guys. Um, what an amazing fellowship. Really, really appreciate you guys. It's huge. Um, so thank you for your support. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Lisa S. Jody EQ, followed by Kathy Joe P. Thank you, Sylvia F. This is Jody EQ, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in California. So this, these paragraphs are beautiful. The last one, most of us feel we need look no further for utopia, really strikes me this morning. I have spent uh, most of my life looking for utopia, I would say. And I, I can still do it. I can still think about, oh, what should, where should I live? What should I, what's the best possible place for me to live? What's the best possible job for me to do? And then I read, you know, then I read this and I get on this line and I speak to a sponsee and I remember that it's when I'm working with another compulsive overeater and we're working these steps and I'm guiding them through the book that I feel that I'm in that place of utopia. That, that's when I feel that. Helping somebody else so profoundly as we do with one another is, is, ah, there's nothing better to change myself and to see others change in such profound ways, what could be better? And to have peace within myself and goodwill 
towards men and women in my heart. There's really not much better than that. And I, and I, um, just makes me wonder about that, uh, you know, those thoughts that I can still get about, oh, where, where should I live? What should I do? It's, um, it's something other than what I've just been describing. It's, it's a longing and it's a getting away from my higher power and the work in front of me, God's will for me. When I, I, Left to my own devices, I too am a, an alcoholic in his cups, and I'm not a lovely creature at all. And uh, I just need to remember that too. Like um, I've been hearing, I don't want to go back there, and being content with uh, trudging this ha- happy road of destiny with you all is is where I'm supposed to be. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. Kathy Jo P. This is Kathy Jo P. Can I be heard? Yes. Hello, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it's zero degrees. And my furnace is broken. And Jesse's on his way. <laughs> um, I went to the LA birthday party and I was leaving a couple days ago, and for about 10 minutes, I felt sorry for myself. I had been on a long vacation, and I was like, I'm going back to cold Minnesota, going back to work, going back to the mess of my house and getting things back in order after being gone for a long vacation, and I did a 10-step. And when I got to the dishonesty part, I was confronted by my higher power in a good way that I'm not going back leaving warmth. I'm going back to the warmth of Minnesota where my sweet husband was going to pick me up at the airport at 1245 in the morning when he has to go to work the next day. And all of a sudden, I got in touch with what's described here that a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. So before recovery and before I got on this line, I used to cry myself to sleep a couple times a week. I used to feel sorry for myself 49 times a day. Why don't we make that 55 since I'm 55? But I constantly was, woe is me, my life is so hard, everything's wrong with you, everything's wrong with them, I'm never going to be happy. And now, I I mean, it's because of God in this program and working this process that I'm not allowed to be in my cups. I mean, when I think about being in my cups, I think about a sad drunk at the bar, pour me, pour me, pour me another drink. And instead, my heart is just brimming over with the sunlight of the spirit and the endless joy and possibilities of this program. And sometimes I barely can even stand it. It's like I want to jump up and down. I can't even believe what God is doing for me that I could not do for myself and the transformation that continues to happen 
I had a confrontation I needed to do yesterday with a business person, and I was afraid. And I called a fellow, and I talked to this person late afternoon yesterday, and it went way better than I ever dreamed. It went wonderful. I mean, I was in awe of it. So I am so grateful today that I am not in my cup. Instead, I am connected through my higher power, which happened by putting down all my alcoholic foods and following these simple directions. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Joe P. So a reminder that we're on page 16. We're reading through the first paragraph in Alcoholic Alcoholic in His Cups, and we're going to read through three paragraphs ending goodwill towards men. We're finishing out the chapter on Bill's story. Who would like to share? Janice P.M. Lisa O.H. Terry K.B. Heather A. Ori B. Los Angeles. Melissa C. Kathleen O. Okay, hang on here. I'm I'm, I'm writing fast. Okay, I missed one person. I've got Janice P.M., and then I missed the second person. Then I got Mo H., Sherry K.B., Melissa C., R.A.B. So who, who did I miss in that group? Heather H. Okay, so we have Lisa H and Heather H. Heather Heather H. Okay, that's going to round us out here. I've got Janice PM, Lisa H, Heather H, Mo H. Got a lot of H's there. Sherry KB, Melissa C, RAB. And uh, we should have enough time for everybody, but you don't have to talk all three minutes if you don't have that much to share. So Janice PM, followed by Lisa H. Well, thank you, Sylvia. Good job. Better than me. Better than I am. Okay. In alcohol, I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. <clears throat> An alcoholic. Well, I'm going to put it uh, now. Um, in a compulsive overeater. In my cups. In with my food. In with my addictions. I'm an unloving creature. Yes, and you know, I hate to compare it, but I'm going to say it because this was my experience for about 30, 31 years. Um, In the rooms of OA that don't, you know, practice these 12 steps and teach and study them, the rooms are doom and gloom. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, they were, you know, good in the beginning is the foundation, you know, to see about my problem. But that's what it's becoming. But, you know, when I come to a vision for you, every day there's attraction here. What's the attraction? The attraction, uh, most of us are recovered. And if we're not, we're getting there. We're not there yet. Um, And that's the attraction. This is why there's like three, almost 400 people every day because of the recovery. And that's the attraction, you know, because I know um, that I had a lot of struggles with um, with sponsees. Um, and, and it was strenuous work. You know, they used to say it was strenuous work for them. Well, it's strenuous work for us, too. But, you know, they'll drop you like a hot potato, you know. And it's not that we drop them. They drop themselves. Because they could not, and that's tragic, you know, for now. Uh, It's because they could not and they would not see this spiritual way of living yet. But, you know, we hope that they will too. And, you know, we're like swans. I mentioned it this morning. We're like swans on on the lake. We're, you know, so smooth and we're just, you know, no matter what's happening in our lives, um, 
because that's too shall pass. We're we're sworn, we're swans. We're moving, you know, nice and peaceful and and contentment because that's how I feel today. Um, but underneath, these little legs are moving like anything, and they're working 24 hours a day. A clock, just like clockwork, around the clock of faith, of trust. This is how it starts. And most of us who have who are recovered have this experience that we don't have to look any other place. There's not a book, there's not a place that I have to look for what I thought what I needed. I have it right here because I have the results. I have the results that God gave me of utopia, um, that I'm, that I didn't perish. I have the results of a spiritual awakening. Like it says on the AA 12 and 12 on page 106, when a man or a woman has a spiritual awakening, the most important meaning of it is that he is now able to do, feel, and believe that which he could not do before. And thank you, God, thank you, God and thank you, Ebby, for giving us this solution and just to see the joy in other people's lives. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. Lisa H., followed by Heather H. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you for your service. This is Lisa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Tennessee. And um, that what's really the line that stands out for me is, is faith has to work 24 hours a day in and through us or we perish. Um, and just prior to that, it talks about deadly earnestness. And for me, um, you know, faith, of course, the definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something, a strong belief in God. And, um, you know, as, my, as I worked through the steps, my conception of God changed, uh, changed greatly. Um, what I learned is a lot about... Uh, listening to the people and how faith um, worked in in your lives, in our lives, um, and what that looked like. Um, And I had to seek it with a deadly earnestness um, or I was going to perish. You know, one of my favorite lines comes on page 51 where it says, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact in their lives, They present a powerful reason why one should have faith. And perhaps they're talking about the first 100 when they're talking about this, but um, that, that, that I can say today that the consciousness of the presence of God is the most important fact in my life because when it is, if I can stay present um, with my higher power in the moment, in the day, um, God's going to give me the next right thought. Um, he's going to show me the next right action. Um, I can be patient, loving, tolerant, and kind. I can be forgiving. Um, but unless I, um, you know, put down my, my alcoholic binge foods and, and behaviors and pick up these steps and, and work them with deadly earnestness, um, I'm going to perish. And, and it also says, 24 hours a day, because that's all I have is right now is today. Um, And it has to be in me and through me. So in me, for me, means step 11 through prayer and meditation. And through me is working with others um, to help them through the steps, to help them get abstinent, um, to help them get to 10, 10, 11, and 12, where 
they can take their faith, put it into action, and help others. Um, thank you for letting my sh- letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. Heather H. Followed by Mo H. Hi, everyone. This is Heather H. Recovered compulsive eater. Am I able to be heard? Yes. Uh, great. Good morning, everyone. Grateful uh, for a snow day. Heather, this we can't hear you. You're coming in and out. Can you get? Can you change that up? I think we've lost Heather. Okay, Mo H, if you could come on the line, we'll get Heather back in. If she calls back in. Uh, good morning, Sylvia. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mo H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and sugar addict from Northern California. Wow. You know, when I read this book the first time, I I didn't even see this practically, this page. I didn't understand it. But I want to zero in on the word utopia. It's jumping out at me this morning for some reason. And for many, many years, even before program, I lived with what is the next thing? Either what is the next food I can get, what is the next uh, uh, vacation we can go on? What is the next car we can buy? Uh, you know, something bigger and better than what I had. And even in the room since 1989, uh, I still thought, you know, when am I going to get abstinent? That was my next utopia. Today, and for the last two years, my utopia is, number one, my Ebby that showed me this big book and how to study it word by word, line by line. My, my Ebby, my sponsor that told me about this phone meeting, this phone meeting has become my utopia. And one other thing that is my utopia, and many of my friends will say that, I love doing 10 steps, uh, my own and helping other people through them because I believe that is the crux of my problem, that if I don't deal with those buildup of emotions at the time, if I can, if I can't, I do it as soon as I can. If I don't deal with that, I am going to slip and fall. Who knows what on what? And as it says in this reading, 24 hours a day, at least while I'm awake, I need to be working my program. And that 10, 11, and 12 is an absolutely beautiful way to work this program. I am ever so grateful for the people who uh, started this vision meeting and who had the vision conventions and where I got to meet a lot of you face-to-face and there's peace on earth and goodwill to all uh, through this big book. And I am ever so grateful. Thank you, Sylvia, for your service and all, and welcome to the newcomers. I pass. Thank you, Mo H. Heather H., are you back on the line now? Heather H. I am. Can I be heard? Okay. Yes. Okay. I 
thank you, everyone. Heather H., Recovered Compulsive Eater. Ron, awful time for my call to drop, but I'm grateful I'm back. And just thinking about where it says, you know, the friend's simple talk in our kitchen multiplies itself in a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men, and how just that simple conversation in a kitchen so many years ago when Bill was so far down has become, you know, thousands and millions of people worldwide who have recovered, um, who have a different, a, a different way of living, a better way of living. And I think about, you know, where it says a vast amount of fun about it all. And when I was so deep in my disease, you know, locking myself in my home on holidays, binging alone, or when I was shoplifting laxatives so I could purge myself, you know, there was no fun in that. Fun was the farthest thing from um, my mind. But now when I'm talking with someone or at a meeting and I can have fun and even really laugh at that insanity because I'm not there anymore, I've recovered, you know. I have um, a new perspective, a different mind, but underneath there always is this deadly earnestness because I know I am one bite away from going right back to that place. I am one resentment or one fear or one, um, you know, tenth step away from going right back to that place. So I have to continuously work with deadly earnestness. And um, this is utopia. Being recovered is utopia. Knowing that there's always a solution to my problems. Um, and then in the end, just knowing, you know, um, I don't only recover for myself, you know, I recover and work this program so I can spread the message and that I can continue um, to widen that circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men by um, giving back what was so generously given to me. So thank you all for letting me share. Bye. Thank you, Heather H. So we have um, five minutes left and three speakers. So I leave you to it to see how long you want to share. Sherry KB, Melissa C, and Ora B. Go ahead, Sherry. I'll, I'll take just a minute. Thanks. Uh, okay. Sherry, we lost you. Star one. Sherry KB. Sylvia, compulsive. Oh, okay, compulsive okay, reader. Thank you for your service today. Um, I'm just going to jump right in here and say faith has to work uh, 24 hours uh, a day through us or we'll perish. And what I think about is, you know, it used to be with the food, and now it's with my character defects. And so I have to live in 10, 11, and 12, and I can be um, a compulsive overeater, ugly in my um, an ugly creature when I'm not doing uh, my 10th step also, 10th, 11th, and 12th step. And I didn't realize that for a long time, and now I'm coming to a place where I realize that and how um, parallel that is for me and how important it is for me to live in these steps and work these steps. And just want to add on page um, uh, page 100, it says, um, uh, both you and the man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us, when we put ourselves in God's hands, were better than anything uh, we, we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. And that's what happens when we get recovered. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Melissa C., followed by uh, Ora B. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. I'm, I'm also just going to be really brief. Um, 
And just the contrast between being that unlovely creature, you know, in the throes of the disease, overly sensitive, paranoid, passive aggressive, defensive, zero enthusiasm for anything other than the food, to enthusiastically like wanting to get on the phone and, and share something um, about the wonderful gift of this program because um, it works, you know, and if, um, you know, and all of us on the line that like are excited to share, it's because we know that that's what has occurred for us. At least that's what occurred for me in my life. And um, thank you for that. I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Ori B., you're our last person for the day, and we've got two minutes. Thank you, Ori. This is Ori B. from Los Angeles. Can I be heard? Yes. Yeah, thank you for letting me get in. I just uh, wanted to put some man energy on the line. Um, yeah, you know, when I, early in program, I thought fun and program were mutually exclusive. Like, I always felt like program, you know, when I was younger in program, when I was younger, I thought program was the ball and chain preventing me from having real fun, like the fun my friends were, you know, seemingly having in their lives. And, uh, you know, this time around, it's, it's totally different. You know, I'm having a ball right now. Um, and that's a message that I try to carry. Like, you know, you can have fun and, and, and do this. Like I'm experiencing that, like my work, my, the, the work that I do, this, the deadly serious work that I do on a daily basis is really allowing me to have a freer life. And, you know, it's something that's like different this time around is like just a feeling of like, this is not a bad way of living. It really isn't. And, um, I don't know why I was fighting this for so long. And, uh, I feel like, uh, I'm finally having a great time, and um, now I am just coming off the birthday party, so I'm I'm still a little bit high from that experience. But yeah, it, it really isn't a bad way of life, and uh, just because it's work doesn't mean it can't be fun and enjoyable experience along the way. So, thank you for letting me talk, and uh, have a great day, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you, or A B. Thank you to everyone who has shared, and thank you for. Uh, to Team Wednesday, and um, we've closed up Bill's story. Tomorrow will be in There Is a Solution, or There Is a Solution. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And would uh, Penny Elsie please read A Vision for You? Penny Elsie. Thank you, Sylvia. Yes, this is Penny L.C., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall surely be with we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you you trudge the road of happy destiny. 
May God bless you and keep you until then.